0: into the oh me, to this. It's Wednesday the 29th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, still filling in for Tim Gilbert. He's back next week, uh, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Shane Lee. Shane, oh mate, uh, we're going to talk about Sydney to Hobart soon, but uh, I am currently in the process of a more intense... <laughs> Uh, more down-to-the-wire type of competition and race to the finish line than any of those sailors would ever know, and that is trying not to do Sydney to Hobart, but Sydney to Brisbane during an Omicron outbreak.
1: So where are you currently, mate? (laughs) I know you're you're in the car, but you're travelling back... Have you got your COVID re- results back yet?
0: Mate, I'm, I'm on a tour of the where's that of New South Wales. That's what <laughs> I'm on at the moment. <laughs> I'm sitting outside of a McDonald's in Grafton drinking a coffee because uh, as many people have probably experienced it, they've probably listened to this podcast, the testing delays in New South Wales no, no. have thrown a spanner in the works of me trying to get back over the, uh, the uh, Queensland border, so... Uh, Pray for me everyone Pray for me who is not a New South Welshman That knows how awful this state is
1: Mate I'm sure you might might see the big prawn The big pineapple The big banana on the way home Hopefully you don't get the big virus mate
0: Mate I'm going to see the big hairy armpits of Byron Bay If I don't get across the border I'm going to be going back there and sitting on a beach (laughs) Trying to kill some time My god Oh good luck mate Oh mate I mean mean, I'll tell you what Why can't I have one of these rapid tests That the the English cricketer's got to get You know what I mean Anyway (laughs) it's fine Uh, we are auctioning. We do have the charity auction still going at the moment as well for the Cooper Rice Breeding Foundation. Uh, some awesome things still on there for you to bid on as well, including a cricket cricket clinic with Test cricket star Nathan Lyon. Gary, you can get some tips off him. Yeah. Learn how you can get to four hundred. You can find out more info at afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. But let's not waste any time. Let's get into what we're talking today. Up next, cricket. We have to chat about it because Shane, you were absolutely wrong. We'll chat more about it next. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into the mayhem that was yesterday uh, in the cricket. Your prediction on afternoon sport was, "Hey, we'll get another day of cricket out here. You know, the English will bunker down." They'll hold their own. It'll be fine. Everyone who got themselves tickets to the MCG and were like, how good is this? Melbourne, we're out and about having a lovely day with the family. I cannot wait for the- Oh, no, the game's over. All right, see you guys. Have a good Christmas.
1: Yeah, my prediction was <laughs> it will last another day. I didn't realise it was going to be another session. Um, Australia <laughs> absolutely flogging the palms, retaining the Ashes. Um, great news from our perspective. Very dismal from England. Um, They could only manage 185 in the first innings and 68 in the second innings. Mm -hmm. Australia got 267. So we won by an innings and 14 runs. But the star was Scott Boland, uh, the Victorian making his debut. He took six for seven, mate, six for seven. That's the most economical bowling figure since 1887 when Charlie Turner um, uh, so took some took wickets as well. But uh, look, Australia all over the English. Um, you know, James Brayshaw, I think when Boland took his sixth wicket, he said, Bu- build the man a statue, which was unbelievable. <laughs> um, but the is just too good all around the paddock so far. So retain the Ashes. Off to Sydney now to play the fourth test. Um, and our prediction early doors uh, on Afternoon Sport was a five-nil victory. Yep, it's on the it's on the cards, mate. It's
0: definitely on the cards at the moment. It was also the lowest score in Australia by uh, England in 117 years.
1: Mm. <laughs> that yeah. is
0: insane. Yeah,
1: they must be feeling appalling at the moment, and um, particularly the Boxing Day Test. It's such a, a big Test match for, for not only for the Australian team but for touring teams mm. to be part of that that tradition and history. Uh, to to perform so poorly would be uh, would be soul-destroying, I'm sure.
0: And uh, New South Wales Premier had something to say as well about the...
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Just what sportsmen love when you're when, when you when you going really bad in the sport and then a Premier puts the boot in as well. Yeah, Dominic Perrottet saying, when asked the question, will the Sydney test go ahead due to Omicron? He said it will go ahead, 100% it will go ahead. I'm not sure how long it will last for based on England's performance today. So even the politicians are putting the boot in, mate. It's good to see.
0: Yeah, well, I tell you what—you'll get your test results back from a testing clinic in New South Wales uh, after the test finishes. <laughs> that, that's what—that's what it is. The tests will go quicker than that. Um, here we go. Let's do a bold prediction, though, because uh, up next is Sydney for the next uh, Ashes test, isn't it? So, yeah. what are you thinking? Will this? I've bought. I say I'm a punter. I've bought day four. I'm thinking day four is going to be great. I'm going to see both sides bat. I'm going to see potentially the the test being won.
1: Am I actually going to see some action? Look, I, I don't know, mate. Um... An old Sydney wicket, say ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty years ago, you'd say definitely the last a day four. Um, it actually seems around. It's it's one of the one of the best bowling wickets now in Australia um, for Test matches. So it seems around a lot. I, I think Australia will rest uh, Stark, who I thought after Warney sledging him uh, leading up to the series has had a really really big impact on this series. He's bowled really really well. took, took another three for twenty nine yesterday. Um, I think Boland might even get another test match. It'd be hard to drop a guy taking six for seven, but Hazelwood will, mm. will come back in the team. So that it might be just a switch around between Hazelwood takes over um, Mitchell Stark's role, keep Boland in the team, um, and Cummins will obviously play. So, yeah, uh, you got to think, think- – pretty tough for uh, Joy Richardson too. He also took five five wickets in his last Test match. So um, Australians have plenty of options at the moment. Yeah, well, we'll uh, quickly cover the BBL as well. Sydney Thunder and Perth Scorchers had a great one. Yeah, they did, mate. Perth Scorchers uh, only managing eight for 164. Munro's been their star all year. Um, he scored another 64, but Thunder, yeah, seven for 200, batting first. Uh, Sanger scored 56 not out and, and Billing 67. So, well, yeah, Thunder knocking off Perth Scorchers, who are real frontrunners in this competition, up there with the Sydney Sixers.
0: And as I said, I'm on the Sydney to Brisbane, uh, the massive race <laughs> at the moment, which is heating up, but the Sydney to Hobart has been
1: decided. line Honours going to blackjack. It did, mate, and uh, they, they crawled overnight um, to the finish line. Um, uh, two days, 12 hours and 37 minutes was the actual time recorded. Uh, that's the slowest line Honours time since 2004, so uh, a real crawl to the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, they... The uh, second was uh, Law Connect um, and then SHK Scullywag. Uh, they were about three hours and 30 minutes behind um, behind the winners. But, uh, yeah, a big win for Blackjack there. And, uh, look, stick around with us because we do
0: need to talk a little bit of NBA as Paddy Mills keeps having success with the Brooklyn Nets and some bad news when it comes to the Australian Open. It's already starting. The Dominoes are starting to fall. We'll chat about it next. Well, we've been uh, kind of covering this a fair bit this last week and a bit as we lead up to the Aussie Open, usually have the Sydney and the Brisbane beforehand, but things are looking pretty bad. We're trying to get a lot of these tennis players into Australia and we've already had our
1: first major name pull out of the Aussie Open with Dominic Team. Yeah, Dominic Team pulled out of the Australian Open. He's been injured all year um, and he's just citing... Uh, look, lack of preparation, and it's really, really hard to get other tournaments in with COVID happening. Um, so he's out, and he, look, he's a former finalist, so that's a big, big loss. On the positive side of things, two times Australian Open champion Naomi Sark has landed in Melbourne. Um, she's uh, after a, a four month hiatus. Um, so that's really, really good for the, for the girls' competition. And then due to arrive tomorrow, we've got Alex Zverev, um, and Sisipas, um, and Aslan Karatsev, who are three big names and three young superstars for the future in men's tennis. So if they all get here. Yeah, Zverev, Zverev could have a very good shot. Big time, mate. Um, Yeah, he's. He's in good form, he's tall, he's got a big serve, and who we all know, is a real competitor, has a big Greek following down there in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, those yeah. those two are definite uh, final chances.
0: And I think Andy Murray
1: was going for a wild-card entry again this year, wasn't he? Yeah, look, he played last year and um – Oh, I should say this year, almost last year, um, yeah. and, and, and did well. His body's still not 100%, but, um, look, he's still got the game and, and got the will to win. So hopefully they give him a wild card and he gets down here in place. That should be fascinating.
0: We'll have to see. I'm <laughs> thinking it's going to be the field this year. Something to look out yeah. for. big chance. Uh, let's turn to NBA. Paddy Mills teaming up yet again with James Harden to lead the Brooklyn Nets to a 16-point win over the
1: LA Clippers. He just keeps going strength to strength. He does. Another 18 points for Paddy and six uh, three-pointers as well. James Harden became the 10th player in NBA history, mate, to register 20,000 points. Wow, 5,000 rebounds and 6,000 assists. They're big numbers, aren't they?
0: Mate, huge. And Paddy's uh, still in the top 10 for uh, three-pointers in mm. the league at the moment as well, so he's absolutely killing it at the moment. And uh, if you are a fan of your NBA and you're worried about these COVID protocols ruining a lot of the games, it's amazing what happens when LeBron James starts tweeting about stuff, isn't it? Uh, the <laughs> NBA has been forced a major overhaul with their COVID-19 protocols, changing up what has to happen if uh, players do test positive.
1: Yeah, well, um, it's a big number, this. I didn't realise it was this many, 100. 172 players have been affected in the NBA um, with COVID already. Look, those players include Durant, um, the big Greek freak, uh, Lamelo Ball and James Harden. Well, some some big names there. Um, but, yeah, they're overhauling due to that uh, tweet um, for the protocols moving forward. It, it is killing American sport at the moment. Yep. The
0: NFL just released some stats about what happened with the first outbreak last year compared to this year. So they had, uh, I think it was 350 wow. To this year, Um, last like last year they had three hundred and fifty cases. This year they've had four hundred in the last month and a half. So it's really affecting. The NBA has got an easier; they don't have to deal with a fifty-three man roster. But uh, it is strange. I mean, if you're an if you're an NFL fan, the news literally this morning. Um, the Colts quarterback, Carson Wentz, and the Colts are on an amazing streak at the moment, looking like Super Bowl contenders. He has just tested positive for COVID and is unvaccinated, oh. which means he has to serve 10 days off plus getting negative tests, which is just before the playoffs. So pretty wild switch-ups that are going to be happening in the NFL at the moment as well, so it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, before we get into a great war story for this, uh, for this afternoon, Shano, the Dolphins... They're trying to get me excited as the brand-new fan for 2023, and I've got to tell you, it's not going to be excited at all.
1: No, they're, they're <laughs> looking at a uh, 30-year-old Blake Austin. It's been a bit of a, a, a journeyman oh. himself. He's been at three different clubs. I think he's currently at uh, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, they're looking at signing him um, to go to the Dolphins, But, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a playmaker, but... Yeah, he hasn't got a great track record, has he, really? mate? it's
0: stupid. You know, if I was them, I'd be going, I'd be looking at the Warriors and I'd be going, they've got too many yep. halves at the moment because they brought Sean Johnson over because they're idiots. So mm. I'd be trying to get some of like that, like a Chanel Tar- Harris-DeVita or even going, hey, when can we get Welshie back?
1: Yeah, good call. Like
0: some kind of call like that to go for 2023. That's what will get people excited, Sort it out, Dolphins.
1: Come on. <laughs> now what have you got for us this week, mate, when it comes to the war story? Well, just looking at uh, Scott Boland making his test taboo and um, you know, at, at the age of 32, and look, he's, he's, he's done exceptionally well. We all know the best, most economical figures for an Australian. I played with a guy called Greg Hayne, and he only played, I think, one or two games in New South Wales. Greg Hayne was a left-hander. I think he scored the most uh, grade runs um, in grade cricket at one stage. He played for the Balmain um, Career Club. But but Haney made his de- a debut for New South Wales at the age of 33 after being a bit of a junior star. Uh, oh. He was nicknamed Boris. He was like a bigger version of Boris Becker, and he used to. This guy used to sweat more than a, um, a cling film <laughs> tomato sandwich in a lunchbox in summer. Right, he was so sweaty. This poor guy. And he got to bat with Steve Waugh for the first- More than-
0: was uh, he sweat more than Prince Andrew in an interview? Is
1: that- <laughs> Yeah. Like that kind of level? <laughs> yeah, big time. You <laughs> would be sweating, wouldn't you, that guy? But, um, but yeah, and he made his debut uh, in Perth, and he got to bat with Steve Waugh. So one of his childhood heroes he's batting with, and of course, the sweat started to beat out of his forehead and on a hot day in Perth. And at, at uh, almost lunchtime, he was only about two not out opening the batting. Steve Waugh was on about 70- And he didn't have the – he was too embarrassed to call for a new set of gloves because they were so sweaty (laughs) because he was only on about two runs. So Boris (laughs) ended up, uh, I think, grafting at a good 10 and um, he came off and he he lost about 14 kilos. So it was an interesting debut. But, um, yeah, pressure can affect guys in very different ways, that's for sure. Unreal. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport
0: today, so make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, and a big thank you
1: to our sponsors as well. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com.
0: Yes, and of course, a uh, big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. And it would be nice if we could get a sponsor of maybe QML or one of those companies that do the COVID test in New South <laughs> Wales just so they can fast-track wine to hopefully be on the other side of the border by the time we chat tomorrow.
1: Maybe you should have went to the MCG. You could have got a fast <laughs> test there. <laughs> see you tomorrow, guys. Take care. (laughs) Okay.